0: So, does your career energize you with life? Or does it drain you? Recent Gallup polls show that a whopping 70% of us feel disengaged in the workplace. There's just gotta be a better way. Welcome to our authentic careers, where it is my job to uncover the ideas and strategies that can help you become better aligned with your career. I'm your host, Gert Sabar, and I interview people like you and me about the twists and turns in their career paths so that we can all achieve greater clarity, meaning, and fulfillment in ours. Thank you for being willing to share your journey. Of course. So question number one for you, Sarah, do you ever think about the concept of purpose or mission or even what it is I'm supposed to be doing here on this planet?
1: I. Think about that very often, right? And it's and it's it's very easy in our career specifically, you know, public relations and marketing communications. It's very easy to just at the end of the day question right. <laughs> what's bigger purpose, you know, and and what it is that you're doing. But you know, the 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 way that I have kind of identified very much a purpose in what I do is is um, in helping our clients shine and and do their jobs and be better at their jobs. Yeah. Where I am right now in my career, I am driven by um, mentoring junior staff, and I think that's what gives me kind of purpose day in and day out, Um, but seeing, you know, junior staff right out of school, wanting to start their careers, finding their way, you know, um, approaching challenges and obstacles and, and being there more than anything as a mentor to them because we're all learning day in and day out and what we do yep. and helping kind of guide them through their journeys. I think that that drives me every day.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And Sarah, when did you first recognize that this idea of mentoring, whether it's your staff or even it sounds like your clients to some degree, when, when did you realize that that is your purpose? It
1: was probably not so long ago, to be frank, I think it was when I became a VP or, or at a level where I was began to supervise staff internally, you know, at the at the agency. Yep. Um, and it was also a point in my career where I became a bit of a counselor to clients. You know, it was like that critical point. Um, so I would say when I became, you know, a VP roughly um, eight years ago.
0: Yeah. Let me ask this question from another angle then. Are you today in your career where you thought you would be when you were younger?
1: Absolutely. Um, I uh, always said, funny enough, that in applying for grad school or even applying for college, there was always that question, where do you see yourself five years from now? Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? And I did always see myself in a leadership role, um, driving a business, um, supporting clients, launching really great programs, and, and being at the position where I am in my career. And absolutely, I would say that's a yes.
0: For the benefit of the listeners, can you tell me what it is you do today?
1: Yes, I am um, an SVP at Ketchum, New York, and I am the director of the brand practice here. Um, And what that means is uh, at Ketchum, New York, we have four kind of practices, brand marketing, food and wellness, corporate, and healthcare, so I oversee all things brand practice, which means um, being a senior counselor uh, to some of the businesses that we have within the practice, Um, mentoring staff, supporting staff, helping with any and all kind of staff and talent um, logistics, and also driving growth for the practice. So a big part of uh, my role is driving new business and trying to attract new clients to the agency.
0: Got it. And so let me press you here for a little bit. When did you first know that public relations, communications, marketing was of interest to you?
1: I figured that out, um, I would say, in my junior or senior year in college. Um, when I was a junior, I embarked on starting to discover kind of internships and what marketing internships were all about. I was a marketing major, so in college I had no idea that public relations, right, was what I wanted to do, nor, you know, if you look at the marketing umbrella and you think of advertising, PR, like media planning and everything that falls under that, I was kind of trying to decide in my junior year. I applied for an internship at Viacom, um, which is MTV, which is VH1, Nickelodeon. Um, and it's a very competitive internship for college students because you can imagine, you know, it's a pretty exciting place to be. Yep. And I worked as a marketing coordinator at MTV Networks and their affiliate marketing department and also at VH1.com's marketing department as well. And it was within those two and. In- Internships, my junior year and the beginning of my senior year that I was able to dig deeper into what marketing specifically was and explore some of the other departments there at vh one and at MTV. I learned a little bit more about public relations. That's when I made up my mind that PR was the discipline within marketing that excited me the most.
0: What is the first idea you can remember when you were uh, or at whatever young age that you had of what you wanted to be when you grew up?
1: What I always said that I wanted to be when I grew up was an astronaut. Uh huh.
0: (laughs) And what happened to that idea?
1: Well, it evolved. I think it was astronaut at one point, um, teacher rose to the surface for a while. Then I was very much into computers and like computer information systems was there as well. And I think I just found my way, you know, in college. I ended up. majoring in marketing and minoring in education, because education was something that um, always was very close to my heart. And I think that's what drives me and what I do every day. Well, I'm not necessarily, you know, a professor full-time teaching in my day job. I feel as though, you know, mentoring staff um, and being able to guide people throughout their careers and offering counsel um, is pretty close to education as you know I'd like it to be at this point.
0: And do you remember was there a moment in time when it just crystallized for you that you know education and counseling others was was it for you?
1: I would say that mentoring, supervising, you know being a senior lead to a team um, and everything talent related I would say is probably the toughest part of what I do daily, yep. you know, at, at the end of the day, you, you learn public relations, you learn marketing, you, you've got campaigns under your belt and you try really hard to, uh, learn the latest on about, about digital and social media and obviously stay with the times. Yep. Um, but when you're dealing with human beings and when you're dealing with talent and different working styles and people that have different passions and different strengths and different like opportunity areas, like that's, that's tough, you know? Yeah. And I would say that it was when I was like a mid-level manager um, where I realized that that's something that I truly enjoyed. And I'd say I enjoy it because it gives me purpose in a way. Um, It adds to what I do every day. And there's nothing that I love more than seeing somebody kind of flourish and get better at what they're doing and be happy with their daily jobs, right? Because we spend a lot of time here. Um, probably more than we do maybe at home, you know, with right. our loved ones. So if you don't end up loving what you do and helping the people around you, um, then it's not a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: And where do you think this idea of helping others flourish comes from? That desire?
1: I don't know. I mean, specifically, it, it may come from um, the fact that I am one of six kids in my family. (laughs) And not only that, but my dad um, had a profession. Uh, He was a a diplomat to Argentina where we had to pick up and move, pick up and move, and pick up and move throughout my entire childhood. Um, So I think it was... um, holding hands with my siblings and helping kind of each other through these moments and and getting through whatever stage we were in our lives, whether it was kindergarten or whether it was one of us entering junior high in a new school for the first time. I think it was that like collaborative approach, you know, that that made me um, be that way professionally as well. I think it has a lot to do with that.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned your dad was a diplomat. Um, Your mom? My mom um, studied, funny enough, education,
1: um, but because of my father's career and picking up and going and picking up and going, she decided to focus on her six kids and, you know, moving a house every few years. And she was, you know, by profession, a stay-at-home mom to six children. And and um, they made it a very strong point to ensure that we didn't lose... Um, being able to speak Spanish no matter where we went. So what my mom actually did is outside of the schools that we went to, wherever we happened to be, when we would come home, she would teach us Spanish as well. So she kind of had her own mini school at home with the six
0: children. Thinking about your parents, um, what impact would you say they have had on your career path and the decisions you've made along the way, either explicitly or implicitly?
1: Yeah, I would say my parents have made a huge, huge impact. And I'll say my mom is equally as my dad, despite her, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, um, my my dad in the sense of being, you know, an incredibly hard worker and having a work ethic, ethic that's just tremendous, like, he always instilled values in us about, you know, not taking things for granted, um, working hard, being appreciative of Uh, the opportunities that you receive. And I think that that just kind of dug deep into our core. And I think he very much, you know, gave me the work ethic that I feel that I have. Um, And my mom for being kind of the strength and the backbone of the family, you know, and I think that has also taught me a lot Um, as I became, you know, a mother just um, a year and a half ago. Um, it, it just re- requires a lot, you know, especially right. to uh, move into a new environment, get us all through school, ensure that we maintained our dual language. She's an incredibly, incredibly strong woman. And I think that has taught me a lot and has helped me in my profession as well.
0: And for those of us that don't have four or five other siblings, what is that like?
1: <laughs> it's interesting. I um, We're kind of like the Brady Bunch, although it's six of us from the same pair of parents right? Um, and it's three girls and three boys. And I happen to be right smack in the middle. Um, uh-huh. So it's interesting. I think, you know, we each have unique and different personalities just by maybe where, when we were born and, um, But it's it's great. You know, we all helped each other in these new environments as we moved and we grew up very close. I'm very close to my siblings. Yep. Um, But that also goes with, you know, who can scream the loudest at the dinner table because to be heard, (laughs) you had to really, um, you know, express yourself and stand out. But it it made um, some of us be very independent in a way, I would say. I mean, I would say especially me being the middle child and um, learn how to, share and then not necessarily always need to be in the spotlight and I think it just it shaped us to be who we are yeah That wouldn't change it
0: and is there a particular impact that you would attribute to your siblings in terms of your career path
1: your siblings do impact you in the sense that when you decide to go to college and follow in the footsteps, you very much see them as a lead and as a guide, you know. So I do think that my older sister and my two other brothers and the decisions that they made in their careers um, impacted the footsteps that I chose to follow, you yeah. know. Um, college, of course, was a given, you know, and many of them chose to go to grad school, and I did that as well. Um, we all ultimately chose very different um, careers, but I think um, allowing somebody to be ahead of you and set that path um, just gave me confidence, you know, to, to know that I can do what I want.
0: Yep. So absolutely. On a scale of zero to 10, Sarah, where zero is a total non-issue and 10 is a big, dark, gloomy shadow, how large a shadow would you say that financial considerations have had over your career path to date?
1: I, I'd, I'd say I'm smack in the middle and I think yep. that it has changed depending on the stage, you know, that I have been in my life. Yeah. I was very blessed to have the support of my parents. Um, as soon as I finished college, I chose public relations, and I was a 21-year-old at a big agency, and um, you kind of have to start from somewhere, and living in New York City on a very, um, you know, limited income, you almost need that village of support, you right. know? So luckily, it was never a huge concern for me because I knew that my parents would back me up and financially support me, yep. which is incredibly helpful, you know, and as I've grown in my career, um, clearly have become, you know, much more independent. And that happened a long time ago. Um, I have been blessed to not necessarily worry too much about that um, because I feel that I'm at a place that I've balanced it all and I'm I'm comfortable with. Um, you know where my income meets my expenses,
0: thinking back on your life and career to date and thinking back on your friends', family, and colleagues throughout the years, is there a consistent thread in the type of advice or counsel that people have sought from you?
1: I would say it goes back to work ethic I think what's what's unique about my situation is um being the, the the daughter of a diplomat who we all ended up in New York City because at that point um, my father got transferred to the Philippines when me and my siblings were ready to start college, and we all made the decision that it, we had reached a point in our lives that it didn't make any more sense to follow my parents around, right, because yep. we needed to establish ourselves, go to school. Um, and the middle of my senior year of high school, I was living in New York City in an apartment with my three older siblings who were going to college. And I was 17 at the time when right. I kind of, you know, let go of my folks. And I think that impacted my life a lot. But, but where it comes back to kind of advice and lessons is I, I had to kind of fight really hard to be where I am, to be frank. I um, was not a U.S. citizen. I was on an F-1 student visa in yep. college. Um, I knew that I had to work hard, even harder than anybody else, and get the best grades I possibly could because when I graduated at some point, I needed to convince an employer to um, spend the dollars to, you know, grant me my H-1 Working visa and go through the hassle that they would have to go through that, where they could easily just hire an American citizen, you know. And I knew that I would have to kind of fight for that one day, and that made me just like work really hard at every stage. Like college, you know, I I did everything I could when it came to like extracurricular activity. I was uh, president of student government, like editor of the yearbook, and like you name it. But I just knew that I had to just differentiate myself so much. Because of that extra hurdle that I needed to kind of jump, you know, when I graduated. And I graduated from college, I started working um, at one of the largest, you know, PR agencies who I was able to um, get them to sponsor me as as a very junior person, which is rare, you know, and does not happen very frequent. And then um, three years into that, I shifted to another very large PR agency and they granted transferring of the visa, which was an expense and they did not have to do that. But, you know, I I just think that that has made me have a very strong work ethic that, you know, I have... Um, little tolerance for those whose work ethic may not be as strong as I desire it to be, yep. <laughs> so yep. I would just say the advice that I give people is that that goes a long way. You know we're all learning um our jobs, we're all getting better every day, but work ethic is not necessarily something you learn, you know you don't yeah. you don't learn how to do that right, you either kind of you know you grow it while you're young and as you start your career. Um, And if you just have a strong enough work ethic and may have some weaknesses in writing or presenting, like those things, those things we can teach you. But work ethic goes a really, really, really long way.
0: Sarah, just to refine the question a little bit, when friends, family and colleagues are seeking your advice, what are they seeking your advice the most for?
1: Most recently, it's how to balance it all, and how to juggle it um in in my role you know and also as a relatively new mom i'm having a toddler at home um i do have junior staff come to me and say wow you know h- how do you do it or or you know some of the young women here who um as they find out that they're pregnant or thinking about going back to work they come to me for advice about how to how to find the right balance yeah in you know, doing your best to balance work and balance family
0: what would you say has been the biggest aggravation of your career journey to date
1: I would say and I don't know that's so much a it's an aggravation you know but it's something that we all work on daily um, in, in this I think in every career no matter what career you choose it's you truly have to set your own path and almost have your own back you know i think yeah. i think you're blessed when in your career you do find um managers and senior leadership that absolutely um and en- empower you and are champions for you but my biggest frustration is that that ends up being very subjective i i, I I I feel that your manager or supervisor can make or break your path forward. Yep. You know, and I wish it wasn't so down to an individual. Yep. Um and not that I've necessarily experienced that myself, but as I look, let's say, across um, a specific office, right? It's amazing how somebody could have very much a different experience depending who that champion is that is behind The Miz, you know? We all wish that it was a little bit more level, um, but we're all human beings and we're all different and we truly impact and affect each other's careers.
0: Are there any career highlights that you would tout?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would say my... my, I have a very, um, I wouldn't say traditional, but my trajectory having completed... School um, was very large global PR agency to very large global PR agency to third and last very large global right. PR agency, um, and with with each each decision was always extremely extremely difficult, right? And there was a time um, when you're establishing yourself somewhere new that you wonder what have I done, you know, and. Um, every choice that I have made, I feel has absolutely always been for the best. So I feel that I've, that they were good choices, even though maybe at present or those first couple months were difficult. Um, every change in career move was definitely for the better. Um, something I chose to do, um, I would say relatively young, but when I was about 24, I was pursue my MBA part-time.
0: Yep. And
1: I decided to do that part time, so not stop working, um, but actually go to school and get my MBA in the evenings and the reason I decided to do that was because I always said at some point I'm going to go to the client side at some point I'm going to go to the client side, and I just think that you know an MBA will be, will be good. I have the energy, I want to do it let's let's do this. Yep. Um, I completed my MBA in I was 27 and I decided, you know what, I I love the agency side. I love that I could change uh, the clients that I work for every so often, that I can work with different teams, that I can tap into all these kind of resources. And I chose to stay despite, you know, having completed and worked hard for the MBA on the agency side, and and that's something that um, I I don't regret, you know, many would say, well, did you feel you didn't make the most of it because you just stayed in the path that you were at? Um, But to this day, I think that it was an excellent opportunity. I I met a lot of people that are in great places in marketing and in finance and in accounting and their career. Um, And everything I learned, in a way, I apply it to what I do every day. You know, our clients are brand marketers, our clients are CMOs, their brand teams. They're even comms people that want you to link PR back to the bottom line. And I think that that, um, was a a great experience for me.
0: Last question here for you, knowing what you know today, how would you advise Uh, your younger self?
1: I would advise my younger self, um, That the real world is the real world in a way, you know, and and what I what I mean by that is I think we we may not all, but I think a lot of us, you know, get out of school, start careers and we're very much idealists um, as to how we expect things to be. You know, we may expect everything to be very fair and equitable, and you may expect uh, to be rewarded for being a hard worker and that everybody will see the value in everything you do, right. um, and that you just expect things to just be just right, you know, yeah. or at least a lot of us, I think, when we're young, we're a bit naive, and not that, you know, it's it's the complete opposite, but um, to just be ready for surprises along the way and the real world is kind of truly the real world, and um, I would advise myself to um, focus on yourself and have your back and um, not be afraid to be vocal and ask for what you want and kind of be proactive about setting your own path.
0: I love that. Um, Actually, let me ask you one more question. Yeah. Thinking about your career moving forward the next three, five, even 10 years, do you have a vision in your mind of how it will unfold
1: Yeah, I do. I um I hope to continue in my path of being a leader within an agency.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so right now I run a practice. Um I you know would love to continue on that path and yeah. you know what's what's the next thing that I could lead. Um but but that's my my path, you know, and what I what I do. Um, not struggle with, but being, you know, a woman, we all have to think about this: is um, how do I not um, have to give up those aspirations um, while wanting to grow my family, which yeah. is something that I will continue to figure out as I move forward.
0: Love it, Sarah Garibaldi. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really fascinating conversation, and I appreciate you being so forthcoming about it.
1: You're very welcome.
0: Thank you for tuning into this episode of Our Authentic Careers with me, your host, Gert Sabar. If you like what you just heard, I hope you'll let your family, friends, and colleagues know all about this little podcast. And since it's early days here at the OAC, your rating and especially your review of the show on iTunes would also be hugely helpful and very much appreciated. If you think you or someone you know would be a great guest, please, 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 please please don't hesitate to reach out at ourauthenticcareers.com.